Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor at Forward Church in Chiefland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I have a message, and we're going to go through those notes tonight. Um, but it's really not a message, just something simple that I, that I really felt um, was the heart of God uh, for you tonight. And that is, um, the title of the message tonight is simply, You Are Enough. You are enough. Because I think that we go through life a lot of times struggling with the fact, whether you're married, wondering, am I enough? If you're single, am I enough? Um, as a parent, am I enough? As a pastor, am I enough? The enemy, we just came through that series um, the past four weeks uh, of telling the enemy you have no access because I really believe that we as the church have allowed the enemy to walk in and out of our lives at will, um, just tipping over, knocking over, crushing, destroying things in our lives, and we gave him permission to do that. We don't like to admit that, but the reason that it happened was because we failed to use the equipment and the techniques that were given to us. And so, um, so one of the other tools of the enemy, but now we're equipped. Everybody say, we're equipped. I'm equipped. Now I'm equipped. Now we understand what the armor is, and it's totally and truly bringing God into the equation, bringing God into every area of our lives. One of the tactics of the enemy is to try to convince us that we are not enough. Anybody ever heard that voice before? If you, I'm fixing to, to rebuke that lying spirit because I guarantee you every single person in here has struggled with the thought, am I enough? I, do I, I understand, God, you have so, so much in store for me, but I don't have in me what it's going to take to get me there. Anybody ever been there other than me? It's one of the key areas that I found that the enemy targets and that he attacks within all of us, and that's our self-confidence. To get us to believe that we're not good enough, that we don't have what it takes. One of the ways that he does it is by magnifying our weaknesses. Anybody got weaknesses in here? Anybody ever had a, anybody ever made a mistake? I'm trying to think of another question I can have so I can get somebody. I mean, let's be honest. Anybody ever made a mistake? He wants to magnify. That's what the enemy does. He wants to magnify and enlarge the areas of our weakness. He wants to point out because he knows, the enemy knows that there's greatness inside of each one of us. He knows that. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us, greater is he that is in us than the devil, than he that is in the world. And the enemy knows that there's greatness inside of us and he also, so if he can get us sidetracked and get us to believe that we don't have what it takes to actually possess and do the things that God's called us to do. That's, that's his main objective. It's magnifying our weaknesses and our mistakes. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to, to um, Psalms chapter. And again, this is not really a message tonight. This, if, if you hear nothing else tonight, I think even in the church, we as pastors and as, as people trying to do the right thing, sometimes we've misinterpreted the word and you've walked, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying people in the church have walked away feeling like they're just not enough. They're just not good enough. You should never walk out of the church feeling defeated. Now, you might walk out feeling convicted if you didn't make some things right, but that's between you and the Father. Ain't got nothing to do with the pastor. Amen? Amen. You may feel, walk out feeling convicted, but, but you may, there may be times that you have walked out feeling like you're just not enough. That's the enemy. That should never be the voice of a pastor or, or the voice of God that's telling you you're not enough. Psalm chapter 139, I was going to do verse 16, but I want to start at 15 first. And it says, 
you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. Verse 16 says this, you saw me before, everybody say before. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You saw me before I was born. I wrote in my Bible today, God saw me first. God saw you first. Before moms and dads and, and, and the doctors and the nurses and everybody that was in the room, before anybody got to see us, God saw me first. As a matter of fact, he saw every day where I'm at at 44 years of age, he already saw all of that before I actually saw daylight. Before I took my first breath on my own, God saw, he knows the exact end of when my end date's going to be. He's, and he's seen all of it. What are you trying to say, Pastor B? He already knew that I was going to make mistakes. He already knew that I was going to fall short. And God says, you're still enough. So if you hear nothing else tonight, hear the voice of the Father tonight through this frail voice saying, you are enough. You are accepted and you were loved. Let's go to Jeremiah Jeremiah 1, and I'll wait, and when you get there, say I'm there. And y'all can start sounding off at different times because I hate when the pastor goes, hey, turn to this in your Bible, and I can't even get it up on my app. I can't even, I can't even get, and I'm like, okay, well, what's the use? I, I want to I wanna connect, so I want you to connect. So I'm going to wait and get to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse, verse 5. If you're there, say I'm there. It says this, I knew you. This was God speaking to Jeremiah. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. Somebody put your hand on your chest say, I am set apart. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. He said earlier, before you were formed, I knew you. I wrote it down this way. Before I was formed, I existed. Before I was formed, I existed. How do you know that? Because he just told us. Before I ever came out, God already saw my entire journey. And he still, to this day, says, you're enough. You're enough. I've only got two points for you tonight. The first one is this. I want you to write this down. Before, uh, 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 yeah, before I was born, I had a purpose. Before I was born, I know a lot of pastors try to word it before you were born, but I want you to write it down so that when you reread this, you can tell yourself and remind yourself, before I was born, I had purpose. I'm trying to undo tonight. Again, it's not a message. It's just a simple conversation of trying to undo years and years and years of what we've heard through society, through, through family members, through friends, that you're not enough. You don't measure up. You're not good enough. I feel the authority from heaven tonight when I say that because I know what the, the enemy, it, the enemy, it means, he, it means something to him to be able to entangle us. You ever been mowing grass during the spring or uh, in the summer and you, and you run into those banana spider webs? You know what I'm talking about? You want to talk about hitting the Holy Ghost, getting the Holy Ghost jig. Man, I'll be off that zero turn trying to do this, trying to get, yeah. That's what the enemy does. He likes to entangle us in a huge web that constricts us to get us to believe that we're not enough. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, say, you're enough. And then look at him back and say, guess what? I, and so am I. You're enough. I'm enough. 
Somebody say, yeah, but Pastor B, you don't know where I'm at. I've been making some mistakes. Absolutely, you're still enough, but he wants to move you outside of that mistake. He wants to get us to a place where we are spotless, where we are without wrinkles. Somebody, come on, talk back to me. He wants to get us to a place where we we are without blemish. He's not saying, I'm looking at the blemish and that's okay. He's trying to make us holy. Amen? So the enemy magnifies our weaknesses. He magnifies our mistakes. He tries to convince us that we're not enough and that we're inadequate. Many of us have spent a majority of our lives thinking that we're lacking something, that I just don't have what it takes. Thoughts like, if I was just talented enough, then I could do something great. If I just, I have some education, but if I had a little more education, maybe God could use me in a greater capacity. No, God wants to use you right where you are. God, God, we put, we put as humans, men, man, we put the demands and measurements on people, the qualifications. God is saying, I've already deposited purpose inside of you. Or if I just had a bigger personality, maybe, maybe then people would like me more. Man, that's a lie of the enemy. God created you just like you. Stop trying to be like everybody else. Stop trying to go on Instagram. I love, the, I love Instagram. I love the way we can connect with people from our past and, and friends and people that I grew up with that I'm no longer, you know, in North Carolina and Georgia. I love all that stuff. But a lot of times the enemy will use that for us to do a car, this, little, this little parallel thing and say, well, well, how come they get to do this? And how come they got all, and how come, and man, I don't have nothing. The enemy knows as long as he can get us to feel at a disadvantage, it will keep us from reaching and rising to the next level. If you were here Sunday morning, that was what God spoke to us, another level. How many want to go to another level? The enemy knows that if he can convince us that you're at a disadvantage, that you don't have what it takes, that you will no longer reach. Because all you got to do is just get a little bit of self-confidence. Excuse me, a little bit of self-confidence. Just a little bit, of, just a little compliment can help, can help get you to reach for something greater than you. Listen, God created you. He put purpose inside of you. He laid out all the plans for our life, and he knew what we needed. He knew what you needed and what it was going to take to get you and I to where he wants us to be. And then he matched you with your world. This is what, this is what, I think about this a lot. I don't know if you, I just think crazy stuff sometimes. I could have been born to any family on the planet. I could have, you could have. I'm I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, like, he he created me. Yes, my parents had something to do with it, but he created me. He designed me. He put purpose inside of me. And he said, it's enough. You're not lacking anything. And then he matched me with my family. He matched me with my world, where I am, this is my world. My, your, our world's, I'm not talking about the earth world, I'm saying, but your, your circle. He matched me with it. He could have put me in any family. I could, be, I could be in any nation, and so could you. But he strategically placed you right where you are for a purpose. Are you tracking me tonight? Some of y'all look at me like, I'm trying to find out, are you going deep? I'm not really going deep. I, I want you to see that God has appointed you he created you he put purpose inside of you he matched you with your world and he says that you're enough i'm thankful 
because I know I've spent a majority of my life, wasted a lot of my life to, 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 to look back and think about all the times I, have, I didn't do what I thought I should have done or what I felt like God was calling me to do because I felt less than. Is anybody in this room felt, ever felt the same way? You, you, you did not do exactly what God wanted because you felt like you just you couldn't measure up. God wants, to, wants you to take what you do have. Don't, don't, don't let me confuse you. What he wants you to do, you don't have all that it takes. I know that totally just threw everything I just said out the window. Because there's an element of him that must be applied. And it, gets, it, it forces us to, in order to do that, we've got to get on our knees. We've got to seek the face of God. We've got to seek the heart of God. We've got to get to know God because God is the part that we need to get there. We can't, if, if we could have gotten there without him, there would have been no need for him. If we could have saved ourselves, there would have been no need for Jesus. Or, or grace. We can't do it without him. But there is an element that we are responsible for. Somebody say, I'm responsible. Listen, you have the right, you have the right personality. You have the right charisma. You have the strength that you need and, 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 and it, to get you across the finish line. You're not lacking anything. You're not being, you've not been shortchanged. This is not stuff you typically hear from a, from a church platform. You hear, you've been wrong, you've done wrong. Yes, there's repentance, but, but I feel like I can't even get there because I'm so messed up where I'm at right now. I can't even get to a place where I need to repent. And I'm trying to tell you, God accepts you right where you are. He loves you. He wants better for you. He just wants you to want it just as much as he does for you. I want to see people rise up into their God-given potential. I've said this all the time. We as Christians live beneath our potential. We live beneath what God wants for us. Why? Because we feel inadequate. We feel like we just don't measure up. But you're not lacking anything. You're not, you've not been shortchanged. You're good enough. You're strong enough. You're smart enough. You're good-looking enough. Some of y'all need to look in the mirror and go, man, I'm good-looking. I've got to say it when my family at home because if they hear me walk in the room like saying that, they'll be like, Dad, stop. Please. <laughs> Sometimes you got to have that one-on-one time, but whatever it takes. Amen? Because of social media, we're constantly having to battle through the thoughts of comparison. Psalms 139.14, you can write that down, says, it's Psalms 139.14, says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God put a lot of thought into creating you. But we're, we're so busy comparing about what we're not and what we don't have. Listen, if I needed all that stuff, and I like, I like things, I like to go, but if I really needed all that, if I really need, he would have given it to me. Yeah, but if I, if I had what they have, I, it would help me. No, 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 it wouldn't help you, it would hinder you. If you were meant to have it, you would have it. I don't want, I say this all the time and with people who are in dating relationships and even in, in marriage and even in people who are after jobs and things. I'm like, we should never want something for us that God doesn't want for us. I have gotten things that God didn't want for me. I have, and I paid the price. And see, that's where people, you know, young people, they, they, they mistake thinking, oh, the pastor just doesn't want me to have fun. Or the pastor doesn't want, no, no, no. Well, God doesn't want me to have fun. No, 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 it's not that. God doesn't want us to hurt. He understands the pain and the heartache that comes with these things. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a help. It would be a hindrance. 
I'm trying to help somebody tonight <laughs> to hear that. If you were meant to have, if I could have, if I could just, if, if you were meant to have it, he would have already given it to you. What you need, you've got it. Who sang that song? What you need, baby, I got it. Yeah. See, up in the church, Aretha Franklin. I know I'm so unorthodox to any traditional pastor. I get that. But you know why? Because some of y'all can relate. Because that's just, that's just how it happens for me. Man, what I need, baby, I got it. It's the truth. If God wanted me to have it, guess what? I would. I don't want anything for my life that he doesn't want for me because it would not benefit me and would not help me get to a place where I'm advancing the kingdom. Oh, I might advance my kingdom and my things. Yeah, so what are we advancing? Are we wanting to advance our agendas and our things or are we wanting to advance God's kingdom? He's saying what you need, (laughs) I got it. That's what he's saying to us. Maybe we're looking for the things in all the wrong places. The reason it works for them is because it fits them. It's not a perfect fit for, I don't, I don't want that. You ever tried to walk around in pants that don't fit you, shoes that don't fit? What, they'd be falling off, right? And how crazy they look. Have you ever seen somebody, though, that's doing stuff that doesn't really fit with them just because they're trying to fit in? I was that guy. Went through a divorce before I met Amy Lee. Man, I found myself in environments that I had no business in because I wanted to fit in. I even tried to say some words that clearly didn't glorify God. And I've actually had people tell me, just stop. Just stop. It it just don't fit you. That's exactly what happens when we try to apply things to our lives that doesn't fit what God wants for us. It will clearly If it's not a perfect, you know when you walk into, I know I'm not trying to chase rabbits, but I'm just telling you. You know when you walk into a store and you find that outfit and how it fits you. It it looks good on you, right? That's what happens when I try to get into a relationship with it. God doesn't want for me. It just doesn't look right. It's off. It doesn't fit. It should be a perfect fit. Because everything about God is perfect. Mm. We've got to recognize that we're enough. If, if, if I must recognize that I'm enough because if I'm, if I'm always dependent on what somebody else thinks of me, when they walk away, if they're constantly telling me, you're good, way to go, way to go, when they walk away, I'll, I don't even know who I am anymore. And if you hear nothing else, hear this tonight, you are enough. You are enough. Why is this so important not to, not, I, I just went, I just shifted gears into, into, seeking the approval of men rather than the approval of God because people change. Somebody say, yep, I know, Pastor B. I married him and he has changed. Honey, he's thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> Shh, I know. But, but people change. L- let me show you how they change. They cried, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They, they were laying down palm branches as Jesus came to town. And three days later, the same people who cried out Hosanna changed. Now they're crying out, crucify him. That's what happens. And Jesus wasn't about lending his ear to, oh, yes, blessed is he. No, 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 no. But how, much, how often we do that. People change. But God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody say, I am enough. 
You're enough all by yourself. David, Psalms 20, uh, 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 Psalm 23 said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. That's the NLT trans- translation. He's my shepherd, and that's all I need. He is everything that I need. You want to be healthy? You want to be confident in who God made you to be? You want a healthy relationship? You want a healthy marriage? I think every person in here, and I'm not speaking about your health inside your body. I'm saying things healthy, healthy, non-toxic, healthy relationships. Be consistent with where you are. You write that down. If you want to be, con- if you want to be confident with who God made you to be, be content with where you are and be content with what you have. That's how you'll be confident with who, who God made you to be. If someone is trying to make you feel like you're not good enough, let that go in one ear and out the other. Talking about friends relationships. Talking about family relationships. If someone's trying to make you feel like you're not enough, and if I'm not talking to anybody else but myself tonight, if someone is trying to make you feel like you're inadequate, you let that go in one ear and out the other. Because that's not, that's not the heart of God for you. That's, that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. Listen, they didn't create you. They didn't design you. They had nothing to do with your, with your spiritual DNA. They didn't put purpose inside you. Therefore, that disqualifies them from being allowed to speak into your life. And, and I just go a step further and say, dis, disconnect. Disconnect. Then, you know, I can let it go in one ear and out the other for one time. But after that, I'm disconnected. They don't determine your destiny. You don't need their validation or their approval. Everything you need, you already have. Everything you need, you already have. The other day, I took Ansley Grace to the car wash to get her car washed. Of course, that's what you go to the car wash for, right? That was so dumb. So I I said, you drive, Daddy. I'll ride in the passenger side. So I grabbed all my stuff that I needed. She doesn't have a little clicker for the garage, so I... Did the keypad and made the garage door go down. We started leaving and got halfway down the road. I said, baby, daddy forgot his phone, which means my wallet because all my stuff's in there. I was like, you know, I know you expect daddy to pay for it. So you got to whip it around and go back. So I get out. I get out of the car and I go to the thing, do the keypad to lift the garage door back up and my phone rings. And I literally picked it up out of my pocket and said, hey, baby. And I started walking in the house and I said, hold on. Didn't I? I said, hold on. She's like, what? I was like, you ain't going to believe this. Everything that I needed, I already had. I didn't make that story up. It really, Ansley's like, it sure did. Daddy's crazy sometimes. <laughs> Everything that I needed, I already had, and I didn't even know it. And matter of fact, it becomes so familiar to me that I already had it, and I didn't even know it because it, that's where it's always at, and I didn't even recognize it. Everything you need, you already have. You just don't recognize it because you, it's become convenient for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for my idiot moments that gets to turn in to help somebody out. I said all that to say what you need, you already have. It's inside of you. It's time for you to get into God's Word, dig, in, dig a little deeper, get some, get some, get stir, start stirring that topsoil and start planting those seeds down in there and watch God flourish in your life. Watch the purposes of God just become un- unbelievably, uh, uh, just, just watch it flourish. Amen? In closing, I, I was going to share the story of the, of the um, you know the story of the, the widow and had the sons and her husband passed away. 
and she went to the prophet Elisha it's in 2 Kings and he said she's like I, I need some help the bill collectors are coming I, they're going to take my sons they want to sell my sons and he said what do you have what do you have and she said all I have is a little bit of oil just a little bit and a little flash just a little bit he says what go borrow as many from your neighbors family friends go borrow as many barrels or what much larger vessel than what she had and she said and he, he said then take them back to your house go in the house with your sons and close the door I thought that was so weird close the door because so many times the miracle that God wants to do in our life isn't for everybody else to know it's not for everybody else to know and, and you know the story she goes in and, and, she, and he just said told her he said just begin filling the filling the filling the the, 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 the vats I, I don't know what remember what they're called which sounds odd because how why would you take something of small and, and think it's going to fill it up but it actually filled that one up and the next one and the next one until every single one was full and then she said hey bring me another one and her son said that's all we have and, and, the, and the oil stopped flowing and she had enough to go and sell all of that pay off her debt and still had enough to live on and it wasn't really anything that anybody did for her she already had it she had it but she also remember I said earlier yes there is a part that we are respons responsible for but there's another part that then God did his part and it was through her, her obedience. A lot of times when God asks us to do things, it's not going to make any sense. It's going to be real ridiculous. Man, God, how can you, how can you use me? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. Tonight, if that's you, I just want to pray and we're going to go home. I want to pray for you because that was the whole purpose was that I just got up. If, you, if I said nothing else, is that you're enough. For every time you've heard you, you, were, you were disqualified, you're discredited, discredited, you're just not enough. There's no value anymore. Your value has been devalued. I wanted to come up and stand and say, you are enough. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Forward or just to connect with us, go to myforwardchurch.org. We love you. The best is yet to come.